Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code Beehive20. 20% off your golf and MLBPA apparel. Tonight's episode, we have a lot to get into in local shout-outs. Then we're going to get into the buzz, buzz, kill like normal reality and overreaction for NFL Week 4. And uh, sports history. We're going to do the October 1st edition it is the joe and devon anniversary edition <laughs> brownie okay. points okay you like that i, I like it Skeddy on power rankings part two yeah yeah i like it that's yeah, good things that sting got follow-up for the udoka celtics head coach uh year-long suspension follow-up on miles garrett Follow up on Tua. And then new cases. We're going to get into the fishing tournament cheaters. Crazy shit. Uh, I really dug into that. You're not going to believe some of the stuff I'm going to tell you tonight about that whole ordeal. Stuff leading up to it. Everything. It's bananas what goes on at fishing tournaments. So we're going to dive into that one uh, real good. Giselle leaving Tom Brady. Allegedly. They both hired divorce lawyers. She wasn't Tom at the Brady. game. It was noted noted that she was not at the game. It's it's happening. Conspiracy. Well, I'll believe it. Dollar bet says they're reconciled by next year at this point in time. Tom needs an excuse for why he's complete dog doo doo this year. Divorce. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get into Antonio Brown, the first and only things that sting Hall of Famer. He's at it again. Uh, a man dies after a fall at Accursure Stadium. That'll wrap up uh, the things that sting. Then we're going to welcome our guest for tonight. It's going to be Warren Dragon student athlete, touchdown Tommy Nyquist. It's going to be coming in. That'll be about 8.30, 8.45. And then we'll get into the three-bagger, which will wrap up the end of the show. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. The buzz is brought to you by Bushlight. Bushlight Apple, back on the shelves. Get it wherever you purchase your adult beverages. Please drink responsibly. And Napoli Pizza, that's right. When there's football season on TBSP, there's Napoli's weekly specials. Pickup or delivery available located in North Warren. And also Hillview, signs and graphics, Hillview Towing. For your sign and graphics needs or towing needs, contact Hillview, 814-730-0348. Ask for Don. He's a great guy. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite humans, Don Saparito Sr. Good man. Reminder to audio listeners, live shows broadcasted on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Give us a follow or subscribe. We appreciate that. Facebook and YouTube. You can search the Beehive Sports Podcast, Twitter at the Beehive SP, and Instagram at the Beehive Sports Pod. Live show listeners miss some of the broadcast. Recap with just the audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and more. 
All right. One quick bit before we get into local shout outs, because I don't have, uh, I mean, part of my, you know, activity throughout the week, we like to talk about that, what is within the local shout outs. It's the Eisenhower game because I went to that. But before we get to that, flag football. Our game uh, this past Sunday, snakes blow everybody out, right? We won yeah. by one point. One point. <clears throat> Jeff didn't show up. No, Jeff played. There's, Jeff a, there's played a, you one by a point. There's a, there's a team that's not too bad. They, uh, it's, it's an old team, but they revamped, got a bunch of new guys. Obviously, cut a bunch of other guys, but. They're pretty solid. So I suspect we will see them again come playoff time, maybe, or I don't know if we play them twice in the regular season or what, but they weren't, they were not bad. So, uh, local shout outs. So the Eisenhower game, I went, took Asher, Devin and I took Asher. This is his first, first uh, taste of Friday night lights, the sounds, the uh, brightness. He was into it till he fell asleep, which didn't take too long. Cowbell. Probably got bored watching Eisenhower just yeah. beat the shit out of Mercyhurst Prep would be my guess. That was supposed to be a big challenge for him. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the, it did not appear that it was much region. of a challenge. No. Uh, 33-7 thrashing. Fresh off uh, his TBSP interview, our boy Chris Bunk catches his first yep. touchdown pass. Five catches, 78 yards. He had a good night. Uh, Bauer was just shy of 300 yards. The... Um, I mean, obviously the defense played great. This was a pass attack, which was something that, you know, they're, they're in our uh, time talking about Eisenhower football this past season, it's been stop the run, what they held the running team or running game to for the other team. They shut down this quarterback. His name's David Baum. So he was, the, he's like fourth in the district 10 in passing, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say the kid looks like he walked off of a bus for a division one game. Oh yeah. He's huge. Yeah. He's a big, big kid. And, uh, it was, it was something seeing him play. I mean, he, he moves well, he, but they just, you know, they were ready. Good. Got, you know, got Glad good pressure, on, got good pressure on him, And, uh, I mean, shut him down. So, 6-0 hosting Sagertown this week. Trap game? Possible. <laughs> I don't think so. Possible. They seem pretty they seem pretty focused, but uh yeah, I mean this isn't one that I think they're you know, there's there's no plans of them having any issues in this game, but great atmosphere, uh good crowd. Line for hot cocoa was a little long. That'd be my chief my chief. <laughs> Chief yeah. Eisenhower complaint would be the concession stand line was incredibly long. Took a while uh, for me to get through that. But I mean, the game's right behind you. So I just watched, you know, watched the whole game. Yeah. Uh, which, I would say is better, yeah. which is better than War Memorial because War Memorial, if I'm yeah. standing in line for something, I'm underneath the bleachers. I can't see anything. Yep. So it was kind of nice, you know, but uh, no, it was fun. Got to see Aunt Debbie and Uncle Donnie. We sat with them. Uh, they, they pull their car into the end zone, back into the the uh, end zone closest to the parking lot. So we just sat there with them and made sure Asher was warm, and it was it was a good time. Fun watching them hey. kids play. So, yep. Uh, speaking of Eisenhower, 
Eisenhower alumni, Owen Trumbull. Eight for 12, 111 yards and a touchdown, helping Teal College snap a 41-game losing streak. It's the longest losing streak in college football at any level. Did you did you know that they were on this losing this I did, skid? I did not know that. No. I didn't either. That's I feel impressive. like that should I mean I know I understand that it's negative, but I feel like that streak should have got some more attention because that's it uh it's their first victory since 2017, which Yo. was a 28-13 win over Bethany College, the same team they beat uh 27-26 to snap the streak so good for owen he, i mean he you know led the way at qb uh but wow <coughs> yeah that's that's uh heck of a losing streak hell of a losing streak yeah it's it's not great but man, now they got something to build on yeah so it can, it can only go up from there, right? Because if you start going back, it's still going to take you a while to get to where you were. So, uh, Warren Warren football, they uh, beat just roll over Franklin, thirty six to seven touchdown. Tommy Nyquist, hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. He'll be joining us, so we'll get into that, you know, a little more detail later on in the show, but. Uh, yeah, they, they cruise, so that's a good win for them. I think that was number 100 for Morelli, too. Okay. Which, you know, the quiet consensus might be that that was what he was waiting for before he decides to hang it up. So we'll find out. I guess time, you know, time will tell. The season's drawing tell. to a close here. This was crazy, too. Did you see this? Warren, Warren Girls Soccer. Beat Oil City eighteen to one. I did not see that. That's a fucking ass beating. That's pretty impressive in soccer. That's real impressive in soccer. I think the, part of the reason why I might not like soccer is because it's always pretty low scoring. Maybe not at the high school level, but when you get to like the pro level, you know, or even college, it's games are tighter. There's zero zero ties. Like I don't. Eh, it just doesn't doesn't pique my interest. Right. Well. 18 to 1, I want to go to that game. Like, I would watch the replay. I want to see the replay of that game. Yeah. That's a stomping. Uh, Mia and Lena Irwin, Ryan's daughters, the twins. Okay. Four goals apiece. Ellie Yeager, three goals. Uh, they have lost a game since then. They lost to Bradford. I believe that was Monday. Uh, but this game was, you know, since last show, and that's what we kind of try and cover. But yeah. I had to note that. Shout out to Warren girls soccer for just pouring it on. Also, uh, I did read the article. It said that most of the JV team was playing in the second half. It was 12. They scored 12 goals in the first half, but I like that, you know, there's probably some people who are upset about that score. And if you're upset about that score, Get you should ever, don't ever coach sports, please. Yeah. yeah. Because, you can't put in your JV girls and say, don't try. Uh, you know, those exactly. girls are getting valuable experience in, you know, for the, yep. for the future of Warren soccer. So I, I like, if anybody says anything about that, which I haven't heard, you know, but you see games go viral that have scores like that and people are complaining and, and I just don't, I don't have an ear for that. I tell them don't coach. Yep. 
turn the game off, leave, whatever. Just don't watch it if it bothers you that much. doesn't bother me. I'm glad that the coach put the JV girls in and that they tried to win, you know, tried to score, tried to keep scoring. It's a point of the fucking game. And they have, you know, like I said, valuable experience getting a varsity varsity time in as a JV player. That's huge. So I have no, no gripes about that at all. Warren volleyball. We're on the, we have the Warren volleyball watch going. They suffered their first loss of the season to Dubois. So I did. I caught a bit of that on the live feed from your daily local. Uh, They lost in three straight, but yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Yep. That, that doesn't that doesn't end the season. They they build off that kind of thing. So, youth tackle is now wrapped up. The regular season, not the playoffs. But uh, Warren Hogs, twenty to nothing win over Kane. Ty Bryan threw for three touchdowns. Shout out Ty Bryan, pass guest. Uh, one hundred eighty five yards passing. We had Wyatt Wilson, Quiet Wyatt, my buddy, one hundred and four yards receiving on and two touchdowns. Had an interception on defense. Parker Kaiser who never leaves the field, 71 yards receiving, two tackles, one for loss. So that was a good way for them to end their season. Uh, I, they'd miss the playoffs. But the other Warren team, the Warren Dogs, now wait till you see this score. Lost to Cowdersport. Cowdersport locks up the one seed. Uh, Warren Dogs get the two seed. Two to nothing. That's a good score. Score Yami. Yeah. So that might be a score. It's definitely. I mean, yeah, it's probably a score gummy. It's got to be a score gummy. We'll look into that. But uh, yeah, it was a bad uh, shotgun snap. Bad snap went through the back of the end zone for the safety for yeah. Cowdersport. Uh, they outgained yeah. Cowdersport t- two hundred and twenty-eight to ninety-two. Just couldn't find success in the red zone. Sounds like a sounds like a Forty ers team to me. Just beat the shit out of him and blow it. <laughs> and lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cot, 12 tackles. Tanner Stewart, 11 tackles in a sack. Warren hosts Smethport at 1 p.m. Saturday. So this is at the Sheffield. They they play at Sheffield right now, obviously, because Warren Field's still whatever the hell's going on there, track or whatever. They're still, you know, getting it ready. Uh, I might try and sneak out to this game. Okay. Maybe take Asher. It's a playoff game, you know, playoff atmosphere. It'd be yeah. fun. So they play, yeah, Saturday 1 p.m. against Smethport. The winner of that, so they're the two seed, Smethport the three seed. Cowdersport plays Bradford. So the winner of these two matches or these two games play the following weekend for the league championship. So I, I might cruise down. We'll see. Okay. Uh, that's all I got for local shout-outs. Do you have anything? Not that I can think of. I think you, you covered them all. All right. Buzzing and buzz kill. What's got you buzzing this week? What's got me buzzing? Well, I'd love to tell you it was a 49ers win, but when the 49ers play the Rams in the regular season, you can just mark that down as a W. Uh, I would say <laughs> Polona Hufanga has got me buzzing this week. Kids like a little Troy Polamalu running around out there. I got to tell you, it's fucking awesome to watch. It really, really is. Like, I'm Who? telling you he's not. Polona Hufanga, 49ers safety. Spell that. Long hair like he, I ain't trying to spell it on here. T-A-L. 
O-N-A. Good enough. A-Q-F-A-N-G-A. Dude's a stud. Looks like Paul Malu. He ain't that good. I'm not saying he is, but, like, I got to imagine, like, back in the day as a Steelers fan, you're watching Troy Paul Malu run around in wreck games. I'm just getting a little taste of that, and it's fucking awesome. Dude's a stud. Uh, just love watching the kid play. All right. Uh, what's got me buzzing? Bobby Wagner for <laughs> hammering the animal rights activist. Now, I will say that I still uh, think that the guy who lit himself on fire at the tennis match, I, th- I think he got his point across a little bit better. Uh, he was climate change, though, I think. This guy, animal rights, hammered by Bobby Wagner. News comes out today. The activist has now uh, filed a police report with Santa Clara PD and wants uh, Tack McKinley and Bobby Wagner charged with assault. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. It should only go one way. I know if I'm handling that, I, I know exactly how I'm handling that. I'm going to tell him no. Uh, that, that's, in my opinion... An act of self-defense. Well, they say I, well, I the, Rams, say the Rams are the Rams are on the road. The dude runs straight over toward their bench. They don't know what his intentions are. Bobby Wagner hit him, knocked him to the ground, and let security take over. He didn't stand there and you know beat the shit out of him. He didn't throw elbows or anything like that. He shouldered him one good time, knocked the kid the fuck down, and security took him away. And so. I was listening to Kyle Brandt's basement new podcast, Kyle Brandt. I like him. He has Josh Allen on every Tuesday. It's pretty, pretty good. So he went through and found like what the, what happens to these people who do this, right? Who storm onto the field. And what he found out was obviously it's different state by state. So in some States like Ohio, they can face up to six months in jail on top of a fine in California. I know nobody will be too surprised by this $250 fine. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's nothing, nothing, nothing else. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys have a clear case in my opinion to say, Hey, we don't know what that dude's intentions are. If, if he's, they're already, you know, they're not on their home turf. They're, they're at an away game. They're the away team. Majority of the fans crowd, you know, bang, bang, Niner gang. They aren't in a position to, to really just let something like that happen. If he's rushing towards our, my bench and I'm going to, you know, I'm an away opponent. I'm thinking he's coming to do. Something he shouldn't be doing. Now, uh, somebody tweeted into Kyle Brandt during this and said what the punishment should be for the person who does this if they're doing it for political reasons. Okay. So if you have a political message that you're trying to, this is, you know, like these protests that we've been covering now for a few months, they've been starting to kind of pop up more and more. Uh, they said, <laughs> the guy said that. Whatever message you are trying to promote, 
when they escort you off the field, it should be on television and they should hang a sign on you that is opposite of whatever you're trying to promote. So if you're anti-gun and you storm the field with an, you know, ban guns, whatever kind of shirt on, then they hang a sign on you that says pro-gun and escort you off the field in front of everybody or, or whatever it might be. You know, they're, uh, they're pro-life and they storm the field. Well, now you're going to wear a pro-choice sign and we're going to escort you off. I love the idea myself because this guy's saying, you know, uh, they literally got released, posted a picture of him. And apparently there was a second one that she got caught as soon as she went over the railing. So the guy made it, the girl didn't. So that's why nobody saw any footage of the girl. She was quickly scooped up and taken out. But they got a picture right outside the stadium minutes later with their shirts on that said whatever right to rescue, I think, was what it was. Don't give their website any traffic. I'll tell you what it is because I did. Uh, it's whistleblowers at animal factories who are facing jail time, which I'm, <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah, not something I've dug too deep in to know that if there's a ton of them or not, but uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, Jody Sidden chiming in on your guy. He trains with Troy. Yeah. Well, he's a USC guy. What was his name? Talona Hufanga. You're going to learn it because he'll be the best safety in the league in about a year and a half. I doubt that. But, okay. Uh, What's killing your buzz? What's killing my buzz? I'm going to go back to the well on this one. The moving crunch, man. This is it. Probably the last show in this house. Oh, really? Internet doesn't. Yeah. Less internet doesn't get hooked up up there. (laughs) <laughs> then there might be one show with me on a folding chair. It's it might be a little uh, a little <laughs> interesting setup next week. Little little white trash Wednesday. Little, little white trash Wednesday possibly next week. I like but, it. Yeah, the, the stress and the crunch is just killing my buzz. Uh, wanted to golf today, couldn't do it. Can't I also would have liked to golf today. Wouldn't yeah, I just very nice. Out. I love fall golf. Love fall golf, and yeah, just sucks. All right, my buzz kill for this week is Judge's home Aaron Judge in the home run fiasco. Tired of hearing about it. Loved seeing everybody speaking up, saying, "Hey, I'm trying to watch college football, not Aaron Judge's at bats." Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Aaron Judge! You have the seventh most home runs in a single season. Roger Maris Jr. says he did it clean, and he should be viewed as the uh, legitimate home run king. Uh, that's a nice thought, Roger Maris Jr., who n- the only reason anybody knows who you are is because of your father, but he's not. Turns out he's not. Turns out there's seven seasons of more home how runs we, ahead of him. How do we even know he's legitimate? Like, what happens if he gets popped here in the next year, two years? Right. Then we can. Then, uh, it's, just, then it's just another season. Yeah. We, we can celebrate this after his career's over. He yeah, makes I'm, it through without getting busted. Maybe. I will say that I have seen pictures of judges in, in high school, and he's pretty big. <laughs> so, well, I mean, he's just a large human. He was he like yeah. six seven, six eight. Like he's, he's yeah. a big dude. I'm not saying he's up, he is on juice, but everyone said they weren't on juice back in the day, and everybody was on juice. But so. I, I just the people who I can't handle right now are the ones who are. Just try like trying to pretend Bonds didn't hit seventy three. You yeah, can you can no do you, you can do that all all day long. You can pretend all you want, but that doesn't make it real. 
And that's, you know, part of the facts versus feelings problem with our country to begin with. Now it's just poured over into sports and it's just sad, but it's a great season. I mean, 62 home runs. I'm not fucking discrediting that yeah. at all. Like he, he hits the piss out of the baseball. There's no doubt about that. Everybody knows that he's about to sign a massive contract as soon as the he's season gonna get ends. paid. Yes. And yeah, it might not be with the Yankees, which is also, also, you know, something to note. Hunter, this is something I completely agree with. Juice doesn't help hand-eye coordination. You still have to have the ability to make contact with the ball. So last night at work, I'm talking with Kyle Gray. Kyle Gray, big baseball guy. Loves baseball. He said that he went through and actually watched uh, – There's, you know, you can find a YouTube video of all Barry Bond 73 dingers during that season. And Kyle was like, I just can't believe how many went into McCovey's Cove. You don't see that very often. And I said, that right there is the steroids. The fact that he yeah, got them but- over the fence is not. The fact that they went into McCovey's Cove that many times, that probably had something and to see, do with it. I, 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 call, I call shenanigans on that whole theory, though. Like, steroids is not going to make you a great hitter. No. But how correct. many 60 home run seasons are there in the non-steroid area? Or in the non-steroid era? There's three. Sammy Sosa had three in his little hot streak while he was on the fucking juice. Like... I people think steroids is all strength. It's also recovery time. When you're playing 162 games, when you come out the next day feeling fucking fresh and everybody else is like, shit, I just played fucking baseball for four days in a fucking row. I'm sore. I'm getting old. And they're just like, Barry Bonds is whatever he is, 36, 37 years old, fucking cranking out 73 home runs. Shit. I couldn't do something for 162 days in the summer. No chance. I'm 35. Yeah. I'd be out of shape. Done. I just don't uh, – people people shake that off too easy for me. But it, it is it is important to note, though, like Hunter said, that it doesn't change the fact that the dude had a sweet swing. It, oh, he his, did, yeah, his absolutely. His speed was phenomenal. And people yeah. just want to – you know, whatever. I don't I don't care. I don't give a shit what he took, whatever. It was fun to watch. He's well, still I'm, the home run I'm, king. I'm the, I'm the let them all juice. <laughs> let's yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Open it right up. All right, that's the uh, that's my buzzkill. So I think that's that's gonna wrap that up. We're going to reality and overreaction. This is becoming one of my favorite parts of the show. Get the the yeah, tunes up. Like set it. the mood here. All right, reality or overreaction? NFL Week Four. Cooper Rush is playing well enough to take Dak's job. Oh, man. Um, I think I'm going to have to classify this as an overreaction simply because uh, Jerry Jones is never going to let it happen. But if I were in the Cowboys, it'd be awful hard for me to switch back to Dak right now. Awful hard. I'd be saying, take your time, get that hand right, and let Cooper play it out a little bit more. What's going to be interesting to see is if Cooper continues to win, Dak gets healthy. They put Dak in. Dak struggles. People will be calling for Cooper Rush to play. Yeah. That's fair, right? Yeah, but I mean, you paid Dak. It's the economics of the thing. Dak's getting paid, what, $40 million a year? But You know, they might take their time bringing him back, but there's no way you're benching Dak for Cooper Rush. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's not a... 
Even if it should happen, it's not a real thing that's going to happen. Couple couple comments on that. Hunter says reality. Jonah says Dak's a goner. Yeah, just we'll tell- I'm, I, I'm sorry to inform you that's not, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> They're paying him way too much money. And Joe Colosimo says they should have stuck with Roma. <laughs> Does not surprise me. Uh, reality or overreaction? The Seahawks actually upgraded by trading Russ. Again, I'm going to say, as of right now, probably a little bit of an overreaction. I mean, we're talking about four games, but this is something that is trending towards reality. Geno has looked really good in that system. Russ just doesn't look good in uh, Denver. Didn't look good in Seattle's last few years. Although, he did always seem to start hot the last few years, and then by like the midseason, he was just garbage again. So, uh, we'll see what happens. A little, a little too early to go that that route. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I, I, but I mean, that's the that's the purpose of reality or overreaction is too early to tell comments. Are yeah. they or aren't yeah. they? You know, and that's yeah. so it would be an overreaction currently, but it could be something yeah. like I, you said trending. I, towards I think reality. it's it's trending towards reality. Yeah, Russ looks terrible. He does not look good, and no. the Broncos just lost Javante Williams. I mean, it, it's it could be ugly up there. Melvin Gordon can't hold on to the football. Not good. Reality overreaction. Overreaction, 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 overreaction. <laughs> the, the NFC East is the best division in football. Overreaction. God, that's no reaction. Biggest overreaction we've had maybe in the history of doing reality and overreaction. The Eagles are really, really good. The Cowboys are meh. The Giants are meh. And the commanders are dog doo doo. So yeah, no, I just they're they're not the best division in football. Um, I don't know who the best division in football is because there are not many really strong teams right now. But yeah, it, it ain't the NFC East. I can tell you that. Reality or overreaction? Atlanta can make the playoffs. Oh, that's that's a reality. <laughs> the, the NFC is not good. They can definitely get in. Uh, be a little bit tougher with Patterson on the IR, but uh, yeah, NFC is bad. Anything could happen over there. Do you uh, remember the NFL Mega Show when we went through Atlanta's roster and we were like two two games? They win two yeah. games. Yeah, I they've been impressive so far. I mean, again, NFC is just bad and they're hanging around, but yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's it's impressive to see Carolina is the they're, yeah, they are they're intriguing. intriguing. Yeah. We got a comment going back to the last one. This is uh, regarding the NFC East overreaction. They're annually the worst every year, and it won't change much this year. He's not I wrong. Just, They've I, been I don't think for a, for a while. They've been bad for a long time, but they are not the worst. I mean, the AFC South is just poop. There's there's not a lot good going on there. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. I actually think maybe what uh, I guess you got the Ravens and the Bengals. That that's not true. Yeah, AFC South. That's still your worst division. I think AFC South. Yeah. I could probably I could probably side with that one. Reality or reaction? The Colts can't win unless Jonathan Taylor shows up. 
I, I got to tell you, I haven't really sat down and watched a whole Colts game this year. I probably should because it's a dumpster fire. I don't know what the hell's going on down there. Uh, but I can tell you, Jonathan Taylor hasn't shown up since week one, if that, if that means anything. Um, yeah, I think they need Jonathan Taylor to get going, kind of protect Matt Ryan a little bit, play that good defense. That's what's going to set you up to win. Yeah, I... Well, he and he's out tomorrow. Jonathan yeah, he's out Taylor tomorrow. Is. Yeah, so that I line think, has I moved. Think they can win that, this game. That line's only moved to half a point. Yeah, because I was anticipating yeah, think, big movement when they said Taylor was going to be out, and it's still it's at I think Broncos three and a half now. Uh, yeah, I'm, at, yeah. I'm excited to watch this because I haven't, really haven't sat down and watched him play. I mean, wish I was getting to see Taylor in there, but just want to see what's going on, have a little bit better analysis. I can tell you, I've watched the Broncos a few times, and it's like uh, the Broncos I've watched—they're—they're they're dumpster fire. Prepare yourself for a nap. Dumpster fire. They're, they're, they're boring, boring football team. Their their punter's awesome. I don't know what you're talking about? Kid's Fuck, stud. It has to be. Yeah. Reality or overreaction? Saquon Barkley is the best running back in football. Running back is so situation based. Um, it, it's hard to say that for me. I'd say a little bit of overreaction again because of the situation. But I mean, right now the, the kids he's playing the best football at the running back position. I think this year, um, you know, Patterson might have been challenging him a little bit, but Saquon Barkley looks like he's back. Uh, I'm excited. I have him on one fantasy team, so it makes me a little more excited than I normally would be. But uh, yeah, I think that. He's he's looking sharp. I'm hoping to see him stay healthy for the for the length of the season. I have him in fantasy, so I've been very very pleased with Saquon yeah. Barkley this year. Now, and then, and then uh, side sidebar here. Tons of chatter in Bills pages and everything about them, you know, trying to make a move for Saquon. And I, yeah, as, as good as he is. I don't love what the price would be for a one-year rental because they're not going to pay him after the season. And secondly, wouldn't Buffalo basically have to change their entire offensive philosophy if they brought Saquon Barkley in? They aren't a running football team. They are a no, pass-heavy football team. He's a he's a good enough pass catcher. He could fit there, and then you just sprinkle him in like 15 carries a game. Helps keep him fresh. They could have made it work. Uh, I still think it's... Hunter makes... I say Hunter makes a good point. I to- totally forgot about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb just has been doing it quietly there in Cleveland. That's Although what, that's what Nick Chubb you're, you're, does everything quietly, and that's what I love about that guy. You, we're we're gonna find out here. They're starting to get into the teeth of that schedule a little bit. So now that you're not playing bum squads the first four weeks, we'll we'll see if Chubb can keep it rolling this year on a not so good football team. Reality or overreaction? Baker Mayfield is done <laughs> as an NFL QB. I'm happy you brought this up because I was going to pose the question, are the Panthers actually going to go to Sam Darnold when he comes back and is healthy? Like, are they going to move on from Baker? Because he has been absolute trash. I, I really think that Baker's very close to being done in the, the NFL. Um, At least backup quarterback, maybe. Yeah. 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 He could be a backup quarterback, but I really don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to get a chance to start again. I mean, it's going to have to be a almost Geno Smith style situation where a team is trying to tank and you're the best they got. I just, 
not seeing it there for Baker. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Hunter notes it here. QBR is a 15, and that is the lowest in the, like, stat era of, of QB rating through the first four games of a season. It, that's, yeah. He looks like shit. It's sad, too, because there's a, you know, you got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, Christian yeah. McCaffrey. I mean, there's some talent around you. Uh, I don't know what the state of their line is, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's bad. And their defense has played pretty well, it seems. Um, yeah, it, it's just a mess down there. Look, making the Browns look smart, which is hard to do. Good, good job, Baker. <laughs> I actually don't really like the – actually, I, I hate that. I was hoping he would do really well, but it – I, I was yeah. too, but yeah, yeah. This is this is actually it's making the Browns even. Deshaun Watson doesn't have to play the game, and it looks like a home run right now. Just get him the fuck out of there, guys. No good. Reality or overreaction? Eagles are the clear NFL front runners. Well, uh, define this. You mean like when you say no, front runner, like they're the like best they're team in the league? Best team in the league. <sighs> Man, I. Right now, if I had to do a power rankings, I don't know how I wouldn't put them number one currently. I don't know that that holds till the end of the season. I just don't know if I have enough faith in uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, I don't know if he could outduel uh, Josh Allen or uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, they're I think clear cut at least the third best team in football, and they're probably more complete than both of those teams. They they get it done. you know, get it done on defense. They get it done running the ball. They can throw the ball. They seem like a complete team, but you know, the quarterback's the X factor, and I still have to see him beat one of those really good guys. Go out there and outscore him to believe that. But this Eagles team is really sharp. I think they're a really solid football team. So they beat. Uh, I'm going overreaction as far as are they the best team in the NFL? They beat the Lions, who they allowed Not 35 points on. And, yeah, they, they're giving up the most points yep. in the league also. They beat the Vikings on a Monday night, so that almost doesn't count because Kirk Cousins prime time. Yep. They beat the Commanders. Yeah, Commanders. Commanders are terrible. They beat the Jaguars. And yep. if you look at the remainder after, of their after schedule. After getting punched in the mouth. What, up 14 or down 14? Well, throw, throw the pick six and that, and I kind of thought, oh, man, maybe the Jags are good and you know, that's what good teams do. They settled down. They scored, what, 29 unanswered? Is that what it ended up being? I mean, I, I know the Jags 20, scored a touchdown late. To yep. make, 20 unanswered. Yeah, 20 unanswered, okay. In the second quarter. <laughs> but you look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, yeah, Saints and Giants. There's yeah, a, I mean, there are a lot of people running for a futures bet on them currently that they go 17 and 0. Yeah, I say that's stupid. It's the NFL. You're gonna get, you're gonna lose a game in there someplace. But, uh, you know, there's not a lot of tough teams in the NFL this year. I think they could do it. They're one of the one of the three. I think that look above the uh, above and beyond the rest of the field. All right, so we're gonna go this these next two are regarding last year's playoff teams. Some of them, not all of them. Reality or overreaction? The Titans, Bengals, Raiders, Patriots, and Steelers will all miss the playoffs. (sighs) 
man, there's only... I, I would say that's an overreaction. I don't think they can all miss the playoffs. I, I think the last three do, and the first two probably make it. I See, the Titans, I don't believe, will get in. I think the Bengals, I, the, I still got enough. They're going to get in because they're going to win the South. You think they're going to win the South? I think they win the I mean, South. It's going to be ugly. I, they're not good. They're not that, good. I mean, the whole, the whole South is bad. I, I just would not right. like go... I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm confident in them winning the South. Like I would, they could win it. Well, here's what, so here's bad. What I, here's what I'll tell you. And so they have the way their schedule set up, and I'm gonna try and pull it up here real quick. The way their schedule set up, they play the Colts twice in three weeks. So they just beat them, and now they're about to play them again. Not this week, next week. And those, to me, are the probably the top two teams talent wise in that division i i don't I, I say that lightly because i think the jaguars are a little bit better than we're giving them credit for i i think in that division the jags can definitely can compete so the you know, they're, they're young the com- up and coming people. commanders this week colts again so if they take two from the colts I'm, i'll pose this the who wins that division question again in three two weeks they have a bye week in there, I guess. So three weeks. If they be, if they take two from the Colts, I think it's going to be tough for them to lose that division. Oh, we'll see. I just uh, I don't. They do, a, they do have a little happen. bit of a tough. They have a tough November. Titans do. They got the Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, they and just, Bengals. They they literally have no receivers now. I think Trey Burks just went on IR. But if I'm not mistaken. They're just gonna do what they always do, though, and rely on rely on Henry. Der- Derrick Henry in his 16 yards a game. I guess he had an okay game this week, right? He's yeah, 100. Last week. Hunter says yeah, the, uh, Raiders have a lot of talent. They could go on a run. Mm-hmm. I agree, they but I think they. I say same with the bagel. If, the if their coach was anybody they... else other than Josh McDaniels, I would probably agree that they could go on a run. I yeah. just think that he's in over his head when it comes to. The head coaching spot. Reality or overreaction? Yeah, the Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, and Cardinals all will miss the playoffs. The Bucks aren't going to miss the playoffs. I, I don't think they're they're going to still get in. The Rams and Cardinals, if they missed it, <laughs> I would not be surprised because they are both pretty dog shit this year. They're um, pretty bad. Cowboys. Again, it's the NFC. I hate to say anyone's going to... I mean, we just talked about it. The Falcons have a chance to get in here. Uh, you know, I'd be shocked if all four of them miss it, but I, I would say two out of four are going to miss it. Possibly three out of four will miss it. Reality or overreaction? Shanahan will start another long win streak against McVay. Oh, ab- Yes reality 100% because the Rams aren't good enough to get the playoffs this year and after that it's going to get real ugly and we own them in the regular season so yeah it might be another four or five years before Jamie sees a win against the old San Francisco 49ers poor guy (laughs) reality or overreaction last one Bills flew it or Ravens blew it I, I hate to tell you this but the Ravens blew it uh and you know, not trying to knock the Bills at all again, but 
when you're up, what, it was 20 to three at halftime? Yeah, this, this is the second time you've done it in three weeks, right? Was it three weeks ago when they just blew a ma- massive lead to the Dolphins? Week two. Like, yeah, I mean, this is just a Ravens MO at this point. Like, I, offense quits moving in the second half. Defense starts giving up points. Like, you know, I, you got to get something figured out there, Harbaugh, because your team is too talented to be doing shit like this. So, I'm going to look up a number here. Uh, the Bills have allowed 58 points this season. Okay. Yep. How many of those do you think have come in the second half of all the games combined? Um, have they allowed any in the second half? Seven. Okay, I was going to say like six. I was so trying 50, to think of one 51, to seven. In four games, they've allowed 51 points in the first half. In four games, they've allowed seven points in the second half. So this is why I'm going Bills Fluid. They are making halftime adjustments every game, and it's yep. just working. Whatever they're, whatever they're, the moves you, they're making, the pieces in, in place. Eh. No, seven points in four games in the second half. That's, that's no good. Rams. Up. Rams, Concustua, Titans, and the Ravens who just did this three weeks ago. Like, I, yes, it's a good stat, but I'm, I'm just, is it them or is they just getting that cake part of the schedule? See, so well, this is Ravens why, the- so, so what I love too about this game is it, the, everybody was on, and this is a Kyle Brandt take, so I'm not taking credit for this, but I loved what he said. When a team like Buffalo is being crowned before they've won anything. And that's what had happened the first few weeks of the season, power rankings, preseason, you know, everything leading up to this season, all the Vegas odds have them as a favorite to win the Super Bowl. When a team is crowned before they win anything, people look for anything they can nitpick at. And what people were after them for was the one score games. Oh, they can't win one score games. They lost their last seven one score games. So they did that. So now anybody else has – I'm anxious to see what the next thing is that they will will nitpick at with Buffalo because I get it. I understand they're, they, they're getting way too much attention for not having done anything yet. It, well, I mean, like, I think the thing too is, like, you looked at Buffalo weeks one and week two, looked absolutely dominant, best team in football. Uh, it, you know, they were just crushing people. And little snafu against the Dolphins with, okay, you're banged up, you got the cramp game, whatever – this week, I didn't think that Buffalo was going to win that game until they got whatever. Was it the interception on fourth down or broken up play? When, when they get the ball back there on the last time. Yeah. Which was another yeah, call so that a lot of people brought into question this week. Yeah. Was that, you know, was well, that a smart call on Harbaugh's part because uh, well, as soon as they got that pick, I said, well, Josh Allen's getting them into field goal range. Like, you can't right. take a field goal there. Like, if you take a field goal there, you're basically playing, hoping, hoping best case is overtime because you're not winning the game in regulation you know you kick it down there josh allen's getting you the 20 whatever it'd be 35 yards to, to get in field goal range and i just yeah i mean they were gonna win that game um well that's yeah again, you know, that's so that was what a lot of people were attacking harbaugh and they're like well he doesn't trust his quarterback he doesn't trust or doesn't i'm sorry he doesn't trust his defense and everybody was like 
Well, I mean, it was, been... they knew that <laughs> if Allen got back onto the field with just a field yeah. goal lead, or you know, they had a three-point lead, and you bring you... Allen back onto the field, he's he they, he was going to break. Yeah, you're going the to... Ravens' ass. Well, yeah, you're going to you're at least, you're overtime. That was your best case. You weren't stopping them. I don't think it. You know. It, Worst case, you lose the game in regulation. Best case, you go to overtime and you, you win the coin toss. Uh, Harbaugh made the right decision there, but 100%. I just, uh, yeah, you have Lamar Jackson, who everybody wants to crown as the best quarterback in the NFL, and you you don't score a point in the second half. Like, what what's happening? All right. So, here's, unless you already know it, we're going to find out. This is the last bit we have before we wrap up the buzz. There was a score got me in week four. Do you know what it was? It was the uh, the Seahawks-Lions game, wasn't it? Seahawks-Lions. 48-45 was Gorigami. So yeah. we, we, we got one. Took took four weeks to get into the season to get one, but there there's one out there. So and and maybe the worn maybe the uh worn dogs do. Two nothing. <laughs> yeah, two nothing. We got I'm gonna look yep. that up. I'm gonna I have to do that. All right. That's it for the buzz. You got anything else you want to note before we slide into the next segment nope. here? All right. The buzz is brought to you by Bush Light. Bush Light apples back on the shelves. Get it wherever you purchase your adult beverages. Please drink responsibly. And Napoli pizza. That's right. When there's football season on TBSP, there's Napoli's weekly specials. Pickup or delivery available located in North Warren. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with this week in sports history whenever you crack open a bush light the mountains start singing it's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you what is going on hit it giant kenny g it's so smooth it's for the mountains of bush light Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's Pizza of order the best pizza in the Times Observer, Reader's Choice every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, stromboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history brought to you by your 
daily local visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it so we're doing october 1st my anniversary edition Devin, six years six years Congrats. yep you were there really six yeah i guess yeah. six years is right yeah 2016 yeah yeah now we now we got a uh, a third party who joined us. <laughs> Times are moving on, you know. It's the way it goes. Yeah. All right, five fast facts for you. And we're going to kind of speed it up a little bit so we can get to our guest, Touchdown Tommy. Number one, 1919, the infamous Black Sox scandal. So keep in mind, all of these facts took place on October 1st. In 1919, infamous Black Sox baseball World Series began begins with Cincinnati Reds uh, Dutch rudder pitching a six hitter and hitting three RBIs and two triples in a single in a nine one route of the White Sox. So that's the, that's game one, game one, October 1st, 1919. What ended up being the Black Sox scandal. Number two, 1922 former Chicago Staley's play first NFL game as the Chicago bears beat racing Legion. Six nothing at Horlick Field in Racine, Wisconsin. Got me thinking. Racine used to be like a fucking sports hub back in you know the early 1900s. I mean, they had a pro football team. They had the Racine Bells or whatever they were called was one of those uh, one of the baseball teams that played in the in the all girls baseball league during World War Two. Okay. Yep. Uh. Or was that World War One? World War Two. World War Two. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of funny to think about, like how if you went back to that time, like Racine was like, oh yeah, they got all sorts of pro sports up there. Now they have, you know, none. <laughs> so it's just crazy. Uh, Nineteen thirty-two, Babe Ruth's legendary call, sledged by Cubs dugout, points to center field before homering into the Wrigley Field bleachers in the fifth inning. Game three of the World Series, New York Yankees win seven to five. So that's the the call your shot game, October first, nineteen thirty two. You you buy that one? Ah, you, I can see I, the I skepticism on your face. Like I could just look I know, at your I've face. Just heard I so many. Could see how skeptical. Well, you I mean, it's one of those stories where, like, yeah, you want to believe that it's true because it's a sweet story, but you think about how the baseball players are getting loose, you know. Yeah, uh, I was kind I'm of thinking about that too, here, like yeah. pointing at pointing at the at the pitcher, yeah. you know, getting ready to get just get his timing down. It's possible, but yep. it's also possible or it's that possible. He, he was just there. Like, Fuck you! I'm about to nope. mash this yep. dumb bitch, and then he did it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I that's like you, I, I'm with you. I, I want to believe that that happened. Yeah. Will we I'm ever know? With you. I don't know. All right. 1946. Cleveland Indians pitcher Bob Feller claims his MLB record 348th strikeout of the season in a 4-1 win versus Detroit. Record stands for 19 years. So, for reference, Garrett Cole led the majors this year with 248. I had three, but this is, you know, we've talked about this with different eras and different 
different pitchers and stuff. How, I mean, these guys would pitch. They they go into extra innings and they pitch all 15, 16 innings, whatever it ended up. Yep. You know, times were different. So 348 strikeouts versus 248 this season. So. <laughs> hundred less. I mean, that's, you got to see the innings pitched on that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, so, just I thought that was interesting to throw up that reference to see, you know, how far out uh, current leader is versus what it was in 1946. 1961, New York Yanker Yankers. New York Yankers. Speaking of which, we're. Mm, 17 days away. Is that all? I knew it was coming. I thought you forgot about it. 17 days away. I I would never forget something like that. 17 days away until my oath of one year of not making fun of the Yankees is expired. Just in time for baseball playoffs. We we should. We should do an entire segment where I just (laughs) make fun of the Yankees for that entire time. But yeah, so. Get it out of here. Yeah, 1961. New York Yankees right fielder Roger Maris becomes MLB's all-time home run leader when he passes Babe Ruth's mark with the 61st home run off Boston rookie Tracy Stollard in a one nothing win at Yankee Stadium. So Judge breaks the record, what, yesterday? So he was four days shy of doing it, uh, you know, the same day that Maris did. 1961, October 1st, Maris hits his 61st. Uh, you know, now he's eighth on the list of all-time home run leaders for a single season. Congratulations. All right. That's all I got, though. That's five fast facts for this week. This week in sports history is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Going to take a quick break. Be back with Skeddy on. Hey there, everyone. This is Phil with JP Photography. I know, I know. A photography ad on a sports show? I get it. You're here for sports talk and listening to Joe... And Sketty's insane rambling. Wait, what? But bear with me for a few. I just want to tell you that JP Photography not only offers wedding photography, but also does events, engagements, headshots, family photos, and even some product photography. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for JP Photography or go directly to our website at johnphilphotography.com. That's J-O-N-P-H-I-L photography.com. He's absolute trash. Skeddy on. Let's have a listen to what Skeddy is on this week. Zero percent chance that works. This week, Skeddy on is brought to you by Complete Roofing Systems. The best the business has to offer, match with the best prices. For your free estimate, find them at crsroofingteam.com or call them at 716-640-4609. All right. So, last week, I went off about this ESPN Power Ranking deal. I think this weekend, Joe sends me a text and he says, Hey, don't worry. Uh, the Rams only dropped one spot after getting smoked by the 49ers. So, I found the new Power Ranking system. And this will be the last time we talk about it because it's so horrendous. But i just like to point this out. I feel like it's like always sunny, the meme where Charlie's got the yarn thing behind him. That's what I need to do the new ranking system this week. Kansas City is now number one after beating the eighth-ranked Tampa Bay Buccaneers after being fourth last week. Somehow, 
Buffalo, who was second last week, beat the sixth-ranked Baltimore Ravens, and they just stayed at two. Philadelphia Eagles, you win against the Jags, and eh, you just stay at three. Green Bay squeaks out a game against freaking, what's his name, Brett Zappasnack or something like that in overtime. Brett. They bump up to four from seven. Is that his name, Brett Zappasnack? I think it's Bailey. Eh, whatever, Bailey Zappasnack, close enough. Uh, Miami, you lose to the 10th team. Don't worry, you go from one to five. The Rams get smoked by a team that's not even in the power rankings. Uh, you only drop one spot. The Vikings squeak one out against the Saints. You bump up from nine to seven. Tampa Bay, you lose to the fourth-ranked Chiefs. Don't worry about it. You're still at eight. Baltimore, you drop three spots for dropping a close one to the Bills. And, oh, Cincinnati, you beat the best team on our list. Yeah, you get to stay at 10. Who makes this shit? Couldn't tell you, but I did. Uh, yeah, I definitely texted you and was like, "What, what was it? The, the Rams ones? What really got, got me?" Oh yeah, they're two and two, and they six. yeah, they were at five, and they go to six. <laughs> That's what I'm, I I just look Kansas City. You go from four to one. From I mean, now granted, they did look really good against the Bucks, but the Bills beat the sixth ranked team, and they were two, and they're just like, now you get to stay in the same spot, like. What are you looking at? I, I don't get what their formula is. I don't know what the person who does it's thinking. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the guy's name, I don't recall what it was. Did you write? Did, oh, did they really? I did. I didn't see the guy who, who does it. So Whoever it is. I'm, I'm probably thinking of a different one, but sometimes they put per so and so at the bottom of it. Oh, or yeah. Something. Yeah, that's usually yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Yourself fucking bad that they were like i don't know if you want to put your name on this one man <laughs> like let's just let's just shoot it out there and we won't we won't tell you about it yeah it doesn't say the name yeah i, I just like i don't understand it i thought it was bad last week and then just seeing the changes he made or she made this week it's just like what what were you watching what were you thinking what's going on in your head i want to know like i don't know how you can watch that rams thing i think it's a list rams of the favorite teams and think they're it's got to be. It's got to be what it is. You're like, oh, these guys were good one point in time. We're gonna put them yeah, on I really there. Like, like them. I don't know if the Rams are one of the top fifteen teams in the NFL right now. They do not it look good at all. Did not look like Nick it Bosa. The other four, night. Nick Bosa by himself, fourteen pressures the other night. I mean, yo, get a line, call somebody. Yeah. All right, wrap it up. All right, this week's on is brought to you by Complete Roofing Systems. The best the business has to offer match with the best prices. For your free estimate, find them at crsroofingteam.com and call them at 716-640-4609. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, 
but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814-723-7191, extension 2. Now time for the things that sting. The worst stories in sports, according to Joe. This edition of the things that sting is powered by Jones Pest Control. Ant spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. That's 814-230-9548. Sean was over today, actually, doing the old pre-winter kill all the spider spray. Yeah, I need to call him for the new place. Yeah, I need to get on that. You might want to. You might want to call soon because he's busy and he can't up. find help. So if you're looking for a job out there, Jones Pest Control is looking for help. Good help, reliable help, and your boss is a cool, cool ass dude. So uh, might want to look into that. Yeah, he he told me he's a he's a couple weeks out just because uh you know that time no of year. Kidding. Well, yeah, it's that, that time, time, of, year. It's that time yep. of year. Yeah, everybody wants to get it done pre-winter so that all the critters that are trying to move indoors to stay warm die. And that's what I did today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, get a hold of them. 814-230-9548. Ask them for a job application. <laughs> all right. So we have uh, three follow-ups. We talked about the Celtics head coach suspended one year. That Really the only follow-up I have here. Give me one second. I think I know why the music was getting choppy there. Why? Did you notice the music getting choppy at all or no? Your your mic was getting choppy. Okay, I know why. Because my laptop wasn't plugged in. <laughs> Good work. Yeah, is it better now? Tech guy. Still need a tech guy. 100%. Yep. Definitely need a tech guy. Been needing a tech guy for a while. We need a graphics guy, a tech guy. Yeah, we need help. All right. So hopefully that fixed anybody, if anybody had any issues. Uh, Yeah, my computer screen just went dim and I looked down and it said battery low. And I'm like, oh, good. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, So like I said, we talked about Udoka, uh, the improper relationship with team staff member who later alleged he made unwanted comments toward her prompting a team investigation. He ends up getting suspended. This isn't much of a follow-up, but what I do have is an update. The small update is per Matt Barnes, who apparently knows something that the rest of us don't. He said, when everything comes out about what took place with Udoka, he will be lucky to coach in the NBA ever again. Yikes. Yeah, so 
I just wanted to add that in there because we talked about this story last week. So I'm curious to see how, how this all shakes out and if that stuff comes out, which I'm sure it will, but sometimes they like to protect people. Maybe they'll, you know, try and keep it under wraps. Usually shit gets leaked by somebody though. Somebody wants to be the person to tell the story. So, uh, follow up miles Garrett hospitalized after a single vehicle crash. We talked about this last week. He missed this past week's game. The update we have, he was issued a citation for failure to control his motor vehicle. The crash report states that he was driving at an unsafe speed for the type of roadway, 65 and a 45, and, uh, you know, swerved to miss that animal. Swerved to, swerved to miss the animal. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was texting. I didn't yeah. know what you were. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Got a couple comments. Hunter. Oh, so see, Hunter did say, and he actually texted me in between segments, that Mike was crackly. Uh, you didn't confirm that, Sketty, so I figured you could hear me well. Was it bad? Like, could you hear me still? Well, no, I... Well, yeah, I could still kind of hear you, but you were a little crackly, and then I said, well, maybe it's just my headphones. I didn't oh. see his copy there. Well, I didn't have anybody else say anything, so I figured it was Hunter's, but see, Hunter, if you would have told me that my laptop was unplugged, then uh you know <laughs> we wouldn't wouldn't have had the issue all right what else we got last one for follow-ups Tua. so thursday night versus the bengals uh obviously everybody saw what happened he'd been ruled out for this week already and i got some good info here an unaffiliated quote i'm throwing air quotes up on that one because I got conflicting stories here, I'm gonna I'm gonna about to read to you. The unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant who cleared him in the Bills game has been fired. Okay. The consultants are hired jointly by the players union, the NFLPA, and the league under Pro Football's concussion protocol, which is intended to prevent the kind of traumatic brain injuries that have plagued the sport for decades. According to the NFL's concussion protocols. A team's unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant is required to be a physician who is impartial and independent from any club. So that makes sense. But that's why they call them unaffiliated. Yep. Because it can't yep. be, I'm a big fucking Dolphins fan. Tua, you look good. Yeah. Get back in there. Right. So yeah. I understand that. I have you in my I have you in my fantasy league. Get your ass back in there. Right. Yeah. Uh, which if he has Tua in his, uh, I guess he had a pretty good couple games there. Yeah, Tua's okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see, where did I leave off here? Uh, the, he also has to be board certified in neurology, emergency medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation, or any primary care CAQ, which is a certificates added of qualification of added qualification, sports medicine certified physician or board eligible or board certified in neurological surgery and has documented competence and experience in the treatment of acute head injuries. The consultant wasn't in a joint statement or in a joint statement from the NFL and the union said that their investigation into the decision to allow Tua to play on Sunday continues, but they agree league's concussion protocol needs to be updated to better define gross motor instability, which is what we saw on the field in the Bills game when he got up. Uh, and use the signs to prevent further injury 
the only official involved in clearing Tua to play. So Tua is to be interviewed this week. He was should have been today or, or before, you know, the past couple of days. Nothing's come out on it yet, but they said early in the week. Of course, wouldn't it be wise for them to kind of wait? <laughs> Dude can't think yeah. right now because his head's, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. happened yeah. there, Tua? I, I, well, I, here you go. The pitch was inside. <laughs> uh, yeah. I leaned into it, you know, trying to help the team. And yeah, it's fucking, he doesn't know what the hell day it is right now. So hopefully they at least <laughs> take that into account before they, uh, you know, get moving on him. But yeah, there's still, you know, more to come. More to come on the Tua situation. That's, that's not over. The other, you know, like the follow up to Miles Garrett. That about wraps that up. Unless he takes a summary hearing, maybe it'll get juicy. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the good one. So everybody saw the story. I mean, this went viral. People at work were talking Videos about like, viral, yeah. Everybody knows yeah. about this. It was pretty crazy. A fishing tournament in Cleveland. Uh, so the deeper story. So this is going to blow some minds because when I read some of this shit, I was like, what? Uh, so the, the gist, obviously Jacob Runyon, Chase Kaminsky, uh, Lake Erie walleye trail. That's the loot. They call it L E W T loot. Uh, it's Lake Erie walleye trail. It's an event. Uh, they held an event, you know, over this, what was it last weekend and yep. eight pounds of weights and partial fish fillets were found in the stomachs of fish that they weighed more than a year prior, this team out of nowhere, Chase and, and Jacob Runyon started dominating walleye tournaments. So digging a little deeper into the loot rules, though you can start to see the outline of the pervasive threat to term, tournament fishing, cheating, there's a reason fish story, or it's a fishy story, is a synonym for lying. So cheating in fishing tournaments is something apparently that they've been battling forever now like the story i read said if you add a couple pound or inches onto a fish that you caught with your grandpa while you're you know telling the story to your parents big deal right who cares yep but when you're playing for thousands and thousands of dollars and hundred fifty thousand dollar boats they take it a little more serious so what I found out is that the loot actually does mandatory polygraph tests for all winners, along with random polygraph tests for other competitors. The tests are administered by retired police, a retired police officer and cover the angler's knowledge of both the tournament rules and the day's catch. Failing or even refusing a polygraph test is grounds for disqualification, as is the use of a cell phone or any other potential assistance to seek out more target-rich waters. So there were red flags prior to, about these two, prior to this. This wasn't like they caught these dudes and everybody was shocked. You could hear by the crowd, how long have you been doing this? Uh, you know, lots of well, I think they were like I was into that video, because I like to swear. Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah. The video was awesome to me, because those guys were just like, going bananas on these two i mean they're like you fucking piece of shit like they were mad 
Well, I thought I saw something where there's like, um, what do you want to say? Like a year long, like standings thing going on. Like, I don't, you okay. must get points or some sort they of would, whatever. They, and like they, these they guys are leading. Yeah. Like they would have secured the win if they would have. Yeah. By yeah this, they, this, this they've tournament. been doing well all year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. There are other red flags, too. After most tournaments, a company will clean the fish free of charge and donate the entire catch, 400 to 500 pounds worth, to local food banks. But when Runyon and Kaminsky won their tournaments, they refused to add, to add their fish to the food bank hall, a strange decision for anglers who were staying far from home and would have no trouble catching fish on their own time. The implication is that they knew their fish were already dead, caught before the tournament, and stashed until needed, and thus spoiled and unfit for donation. Runyon and Kaminsky had taken in somewhere around $400,000 in winnings and endorsements. They won a warrior fishing boat valued at $151,000 that they immediately sold and split the, split the proceeds. They were disqualified from the fall brawl in 2021, when one of the two, undisclosed by the tournament, failed to polygraph. Now, this next bit kind of gives you an idea of who the one who failed was. It was likely Runyon, as Runyon was, <coughs> excuse me, Runyon was at this point in the middle of suing the tournament that the fall brawl to win a, a Ranger boat and money and quoted saying it wasn't just a loss of a very expensive boat we had rightfully won runyon told cleveland.com in december <coughs> i'm sorry it was having our names drugged through the mud and smeared on social media and among walleye fishermen around the area a little late for that don't you think yeah i mean it happened once already so if you're into you know walleye fishing and you follow this stuff it sounds like none of these people would be surprised like we are. <coughs> yeah. So Jason Fisher, who is the loot director, Fisher had heard the whispers. Now, in the loot rules, it says gossip and whispering will not be a reason why we will randomly polygraph any of the anglers. When the two won the September loot tournament with a cameraman in the boat, there to film as part of a season-long retrospective, Fisher felt a sense of overwhelming relief. So in September, they won a tournament, sounds like legitimately, or they did something when the cameras weren't looking. They did, you know, whatever it might have been. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Fisher told Yahoo Sports, I congratulated them. You guys cleared your name. Fisher said, I thought they were in the clear. This is after September, early September tournament where, you know, they had this camera crew on board and they won the tournament. So that kind of put the whispering and the, and the gossiping to bed a little bit until this past weekend, which at that point, egg sinkers were found. Uh, everybody saw the video, the flays or the partial fillets pulled out of the, the guts of the walleye that they had weighed now what a lot of these guys said too and i actually watched jason fisher release a statement he's the loot director did a facebook live where he released a video statement and he said he's been in, he's been around fishing 
like for me who doesn't fish often or anything, you know, I do trout. That's about it. I can't look at a walleye and tell you about how much that weighs, but these guys, right. they, this is what they do for a living. Oh yeah. They can do that. Uh, and that's what yep. he said when he weighed those fish, it should have been a three to four pound fish. It weighed in at like seven or eight something. And he just said, he, he said he got a knot in his stomach. He was like, you know, this, yeah, this like, that's not good. right. Yep. Yeah. So the division of wildlife, part of Ohio department, of natural resources is in possession of the evidence uh, from the tournament officials preserved from the incident. Local prosecutors will be investigating the scandal as well. Uh, this is a quote from the County prosecutor, Cuyahoga County he says, my staff will be meeting with officers from the Ohio department of natural resources Tuesday regarding this matter. This is uh, Michael C. O'Malley, the county prosecutor, like I said, in Cuyahoga County. He uh, released a statement provided to Yahoo Sports, said, I will take all crime. I take all crime seriously, including attempted felony theft at a fishing tournament. Those individuals will be held accountable. So I went through PA Crimes Code and I, and I discussed this with a couple people on the thread who asked, you know, uh, one said he could be charged with fraud. Well, in, in PA, there's no blanket fraud that just covers something like this or anything, anything that appears to be fraudulent. Fraud is very specific in Pennsylvania. If you look at the thefts, theft section, by title, the only one that might sound intriguing, right, is theft by deception because they were deceiving yep. in how they, you know, won the tournament. Yep. The way the section is wrote, though, I still don't believe it would fit. So unless there are some, like he says here, Felony theft at a, a fishing tournament. I don't know if theft at a fishing tournament is a separate crime in Ohio, but it kind of sounds like it might be, uh, yeah. or it's just the way he worded it. I don't know, but yeah, in PA, I'm, I don't know what. And I mean, and somebody said, I'm, I'm trying uh, to think. animal cruelty theft by deception. Yeah, yeah. But if you read yeah. the section of theft by deception, well, it doesn't. It, fit. I had to do it for our that jury I was on. That's yeah. like, that was one of them was theft, theft by deception. And I can't remember, you know, I remember there was like, whatever, four specific points it has to meet. I don't know if it would have. Yeah. yeah that's, I don't, that's I don't believe one. it would. I read through it the other night yeah, when I, I was it. trying to figure out what these guys could be charged with in Pennsylvania. Of course, now this happened in Ohio, so it doesn't matter. I was just, this was just for, you know, yeah. shits and giggles, basically. Uh, Hunter says you could hear multiple people in the videos say they knew this shit was happening and they were they thought they were cheating. Yeah, we kind of covered that. I mean, it was the the gossip and the whispering that was coming to uh, Jason Fisher. And then there's also the failed polygraph uh, by who I believe is Runyon, not confirmed, but Runyon suing them. So it made me think that Runyon was probably the one who failed the polygraph and wanted to clear his name. Uh, but yeah, pretty wild uh something we'll you know keep an eye on that one too like we do all of them but it's just i didn't like polygraphs that blew my mind that's, that's serious business right yeah i was like what I, these I, dudes have to <laughs> wow we should start doing those on men's night yeah no kidding like start running Start running some polygraphs up really... at the old go golf club. Let's yeah. see how let's see what them scores start looking like then for some of these guys. I love I'd love it. to I'm see in. it. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. 
Brady's favorite ring. This is I, nobody's thought of this. I thought of this today. I haven't seen any memes, nothing. But Brady, obviously, with a divorce looming, all the memes were coming out that said, oh, Eli Manning, Nick Foles, and Giselle are the only ones who can keep rings away from Brady. Brady's quote all the time was, what's Brady's favorite ring? The next the one. Next he doesn't one. give a yeah. fuck. Yeah, see <laughs> yeah. Giselle. Peace. Like, he ain't going to find another. Yeah. I think. So, no, wait. Yeah, Tom... That's his retirement plan. He's going to be pissed. He took less money for years living on Giselle. Yeah, he, but if I guess he signs a mega deal with the NFL. No, he's probably going to make uh, out. He, he will probably make out in the divorce. No, there's no way they didn't have a prenup. Oh, I don't know if they did I wouldn't or not. Think anyway. Let's say they didn't. I mean, if you go on, if, if Florida is a 50-50 state or whatever, I mean, of course, who knows where she's got funds stashed away and he's got brands and yeah. funds pushing, you know. Yeah, it ain't. It, it's definitely not going to be as basic as, uh, you know, a guy who works at the refinery and a whatever. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. She she's the breadwinner. It typically goes. Yeah. Uh, in a in a fifty fifty manner. So. It'd be well, interesting to see. Like I said, yeah. I still don't you think don't, anything actually happened. You're not happened. buying it though. Yeah. No reconciliation right after right after the Super Bowl this year or Brady season ends whichever comes he ain't winning the Super Bowl this year <laughs> I think the last thing you said is more likely all right Antonio Brown doing Antonio Brown things he was in Dubai uh in a pool of video surfaces of him uh he's swimming next to some girl who he claims he knew I don't know maybe he did there really hasn't been much follow up after this except for just somebody who was videotaping Antonio Brown being an idiot uh pulls his ass out rubs it on her twice she starts swimming away looking kind of disgusted she turns around and looks he floats to his belly to the surface pulls old dad out uh letting her flop around in the pool and <laughs> it's just Antonio Brown man my favorite part about the whole thing is he tweets the day after the video comes out, Sunday morning. And he says, I'm telling every team that needs some offense to pick up a B because he's shown that he still has the ability to expose a D. <laughs> that guy is unreal. He is he's just... nuts, man. He's absolutely <laughs> bananas. I, I love everyone that just like is still just blaming CTE. I'm like, yes, I'm sure that's what it is. Sure, it's the CTE and not this guy just being a fucking nut job. Yeah, he's he's insane. But uh, that tweet goes down in history as an all time favorite tweet for sure. Excellent. It literally that's the day the after the day after him uh, pulling his dick out at a pool at a hotel in Dubai, he tweets to the NFL and it's at NFL like tweets it to the NFL that he knows how to expose the D so damn all right last one uh not to kill the mood uh 27 year old male at AccuSure aka Heinz Field fell off an escalator after the Jets Steelers game he was treated at the scene by EMS and Pittsburgh police critical condition at the hospital where he later died from his injuries. There hasn't been a lot of details. I did watch a local PA news or Pittsburgh news uh, where they interviewed 
couple of the witnesses. And of course they didn't give like massive details, but the one guy said he heard it. Uh, and then he looked over and saw what he saw. And he was like, I'm still pretty kind of, you know, fucked up by this. Like surprised you did the interview. Usually people wouldn't do that if they're that yeah. messed up about it. But uh, yeah, so that's a shame. Uh, this kind of thing happens, you know, a couple times a year, you usually see something. Uh, you don't want to assume alcohol is involved, but it typically is. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't, none of the, like I said, none of the details have really come out yet. And the Pittsburgh police are still investigating. So uh, we'll see if there's any more to that. One comment to get to. Giselle makes 33 million a year, Hunter says. That's more than Brady, isn't it? I would assume so, yes. Yeah, I don't know what he's making. I, I can't remember what his deal is. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I don't think either of them are going to be hurting for money when it's all said and done. <laughs> Correct. Doesn't, doesn't too, make too much of a difference. All right. This edition of the Things That Stings, powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. Going to take a quick break. Going to put up the segment break video, get our guests in here in my hive. It's going to be Touchdown Tommy Nyquist. We'll see you in a couple.
Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Rye. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My High, Joe and Skeddy's very own world of sports. My Hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, Easton Warren. Joining us in My Hive, we had a little bit of email difficulty, but we got it figured out. Warren Dragon Jr., running back, cornerback, Basketball player, point guard, any other sports you play, Tommy? No, just those two right now. All right, Tommy Nyquist, everybody. So. How we doing, guys? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Are you at the YMCA right now? I am at the YMCA right now. (laughs) He lives at the gym. He does live at the gym. I'm working out with Maceo right now. Are you with Maceo right now? Yeah, I'm nice. just taking a little break right now. So. All right, good deal. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're, I, that's where I see you more than anywhere is at the YMCA, so that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yep. Uh, rumor is you have a job also. Is that true? I do. I do. I'm working. Where do you work? Cover mill. <laughs> All right. So, with that, that's going to lead us into our first question. I got I got some questions I'm going to rattle off to you. Uh, right. You just answer as you see fit. Favorite right. breakfast place in Warren, Mama Jane's or Plaza? Mm, well, my favorite, well, <laughs> my my favorite's not in the in, in the options. I got to go with Peppermint. <laughs> yeah, right. smart man, Tommy. Well, that, yes, that leads us yes. that leads us into our second question. What do you think is more expensive right now, a gallon of gasoline or a cup of chocolate milk at the Peppermill? <laughs> well, personally, I've never had a cup of chocolate milk at the Peppermill, so I couldn't tell well, you. Well, that. that's good because <laughs> you'd be broke. You're not allowed to have an, you can't have NILs. You can't have NILs in, in high school sports, Tommy. You can't afford chocolate milk at Peppermill right now. It's insane. Yeah. Prices are nuts. Third question. Oh, geez. Who is your favorite late 30s bald guy to play pickup basketball with at the YMCA? Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. What the hell, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> 
He is Team Sketty, I see. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I don't play I don't play any pickup basketball. That, I know the, the obvious me. answer is supposed to be me because all I do is pass to him, <laughs> and I rebound. I do what I'm supposed to do. I don't. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'll go with you. All right, thanks, Tommy. Yeah, no problem. All right, fourth question: Who does a better commercial, Jake from State Farm or you on the Warren General radio ad? <laughs> uh, Jake's Jake's pretty good. He's all right, but I'm probably gonna have to give that one to myself, honestly. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, Ben White commented that you're okay. I said late thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to check your dad's ID there, Ben, because I don't think I don't think he's in his thirties still. All right, on to some serious questions: uh, football or basketball? Uh, right now, I I don't really know. Right now, I'm just kind of working hard at both because I don't want to look, uh, look too forward into the future, you know. So, so you you don't uh, prefer one over the other. No, I guess it kind of depends on what season I'm, I'm in, I guess. Like, when it's basketball season, I'm really into basketball. When it's football season, I'm really into football. So, I'm just But it's of... football season, and you're working on basketball right now. Yeah, I kind of – I mean, I'm, I'm lifting during basketball season, too, so I guess you consider that a little yeah, bit of break Okay, too. that's fair. Yeah. Okay, so with a follow-up to that question, I'm a – what's your favorite – what's your favorite – if you could go to any college, what would it be? Uh, I'm a big West Virginia fan. Okay, so I'm, I'm, a, a I'm, a, I'm WVU's coach for football, and, and I'm his co- the coach for basketball. Oh, I my goodness. Down, I set down two scholarships on the table, and I say, Tommy, take your pick. I I would have to have a lot more time to think about it, honestly. And just, <laughs> that's, no, that's I, cool. That's cool. I, I, would have, I have no idea. All right. Yeah, that's a tough question on the spot. Yeah. Yep. All right, here's here's a really tough one for you. If Coach Morelli retired tomorrow, who would you want to take his place at head coach? I mean, I feel like all of our coaches would do a pretty good job, but I, I we're not playing on him uh, leaving, so I guess we don't really have to make that decision. But I I don't know. I really don't know. So that's a, that's see, I'm I'm throwing some tough ones at you, aren't I? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so talk about the football season. How's it going? Uh, how many t- how many TDs do you have? Uh, I have I have no idea to be honest. I don't. Mm, I, yeah, like five, maybe five, six. All right, because so, I nicknamed you Touchdown Tommy for the purposes of this show. Well, I appreciate it. So, because you did have two the other night, right? Uh, Frank. Yeah, I had two against Franklin. Two against Franklin. Yeah. So playing the position well, and you're on the field the whole game, right? You don't really leave the field. Uh, no, I'm on offense and defense and a couple special teams. So what special teams? I'm the kick returner. And then I'm kind of like, I like block for punt return too, because yeah, I don't want to be blindsided when I'm catching the punt return, I guess. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. That's a dangerous spot to be in. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. How long you been working with Maceo? Probably since I was eight years old maybe yeah i've been working out with Macy for a while yeah damn well i mean that makes a lot of sense you do uh your ball handling is pretty spectacular and fun to watch when we get you know playing pickup that's why see it's it's funny for me when i play pickup hoops in different places i i have to i play differently like when i play with guys more my own age and and, then you know we do that on mondays 
mm-hmm. I shoot more. But yeah. when I go YMCA Sunday mornings, I know my role. It's you go <laughs> yes. down under the hoop, you bang around with some big dudes, and you rebound the basketball. And that's when it. does when does that start up again? The Sundays. Well, that's a good question because is Todd? It would have to be Todd running it. I think right because right, he right. finished it up last year because Sherman moved down to what North Carolina, South Carolina. Is that one where of, he's at? One of the two. I think okay. South Carolina. I heard. Is it South okay. Carolina? Yeah, so he I moved. think South Carolina, so, I heard, yeah. So, yeah, uh, soon, though. But I won't ever go until after flag football. So I usually start up in December is when I, I'll i be okay. there to play. Because okay. I have to do – on Sunday mornings, I'm doing my best Tommy Nyquist impressions on the flag football field. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. How's your team doing so far? We haven't lost. But we've also won – we won four out of the last five years, the championship, and – I think the championship two years ago is the last game we lost. We went undefeated last year. We're oh, wow. three or four and oh this year, whatever it is. I don't know. But That's we awesome. just had a good game the other day. We we had been mercy ruling the first three weeks and then this past Sunday we won by one point. Oh, that's good. Who else is on your uh, who else is on your team? So Eaton. Okay. Okay. Jeff Eaton. That's yep. our quarterback. That's my that's right. my quarterback, uh-huh. as T.O. would say. Uh <laughs> Mikey, Mikey and Maddie Garrett, Pellegrino, Brendan Lobdell, probably some names you'd know. You'd know them if you saw them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we, you, you would know a lot of the guys on the other teams, though, because they're, like the one team, they were Fraley's. I can't remember what they're called now, but they're all guys who like are recently out of high school. Okay. Uh, I think, does Alex Anderson do that? I'm not Anderson, sure. Yes. Yeah. Is he, is I, he the dude who plays for Teal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We play him Sunday. He plays for the Mustangs. We play him okay. on Sunday. This com- okay. this coming week, we play them. Right. They're a very young team. That's like Donovan mm-hmm. Fiscus. Ryan uh, Arnold on that team, maybe? What's that? Is Ryan Arnold on that team, or is he? Ryan Arnold's no. on my team. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a cornerstone snake. We, we, we snagged him up because right. I'm 38, Tommy. I can't run. <laughs> like I used to be able to run, you know, so I got to start yeah. replenishing our roster with some youth right, so right. that when we, you know, when I am done and some other guys are done, the snakes live on. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the idea, the plan. Right. But uh, I do think that one kid's nuts though, that he plays for, well, okay, let me take that back. I did think that the kid who plays for Teal was nuts for coming home and playing a flag football game while he's oh play, I know I know yeah but <laughs> then over the last couple of days I found out that Teal was on a forty-one game losing streak and now I don't blame him so much like I don't 40, I don't think forty-one games yeah they just won yeah uh, this past weekend they beat oh, wow. Bethany College and snapped a forty-one game losing streak dating back to two thousand seventeen well good for them then you know? yes yeah yeah. But, now I understand why that dude was like, yeah, I'll go home and play some flag football. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's trying to get a win. He's trying to get a win. He's a, he's good though. He's, he's a pretty good. I mean, he's yeah. fast as hell. Yeah. He's, he is yeah, pretty good. Well, he's playing college football. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Sketty, any questions for your, your subordinate? I, I don't have any questions for Tommy other than, a, you know, Hope you start winning some more games. We got a little momentum going here. I know. Um, we Mercy is gonna be a tough game, but they're it's definitely a winnable game. So wait, prep the same team who just played. 
Eisenhower? Eisenhower. Yeah, team just played Eisenhower. See, oh, a lot of, lot of pressure, them. transitive property. I know, yeah. When yeah. do you play them? Is that this Friday? Yeah, this is this Friday in Mercier's Prep. Okay. Uh, wait, they're not. You guys aren't home this week. We are not. We are. We and then after we are home against Titusville for homecoming night, and then after that we're home against Meadville for senior night. Is the is the field going to be ready, or are those games going to be in Youngsville? Well, there's the soccer game going on War Memorial tomorrow. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they practiced oh. on it today, and then oh, they good. Have a game okay, on it tomorrow, so that so. means the track's done, I guess, or close enough. I, that... The track doesn't have the lines on it, but it's like uh, it's there painted everything except yeah. the lines. So okay. Yeah. Uh, so I scouted Mercyhurst Prep on Friday. I'm I should have got a phone call from Sean Wilson or Greg Miller saying, hey, "Yeah, what'd you see?" Because mm-hmm. I was there. I watched him play. Their quarterback is a giant. I know. He's what is he? Six five, six six. Something. I mean, he. I told Sketty at the beginning of the show we were talking about the Eisenhower game, and that kid looks like he came off a D one bus. Like he's big. Okay. And he move. He moves well. Has a strong arm. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna throw a lot. So. Oh, they do. Yeah. That that was. Yeah. That was the name of their game against Eisenhower. It just didn't. I mean, Eisenhower's defense just did what they needed to do. So. Hopefully, uh, they are good. Yeah, we've been yeah. we've been watching them pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Chris Bunk on last week. Actually, he came on. Yeah, I, I I watched that a little bit. Did I, you? I, I, yeah, I watched a little bit of that. So, so do you do you think Warren and Eisenhower should play against each other? Mm, I mean, that might settle some disputes, but it would settle I mean, some disputes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so what's your thoughts on this? Scratch that idea. Okay. And what what if Warren just created a mega team? Like with Eisenhower and Warren? Sheffield. And Warren. Yeah, because you guys already like have the all, Youngsville guys, right? Yeah, just all Warren just County. I don't know. I mean, team. I would I mean there's a lot of kids from Sheffield and Eisenhower that would definitely help us out. So right. I think we'd make us a lot better. Yeah, that'd be I mean, I know that, that that's a touchy subject when it comes to some of the parents and stuff like that. I mean you right, right, right. I don't know if you were how long's Youngsville been co-opted? Three years? I have four no years? idea. I, yeah, I think it was like the year before I was at the high school they started. That sounds about right. And I can tell I you so. that in my uh, viewings of some Facebook posts, there was uh, <laughs> Ben White's in the comments. Then they would be the Kinzu Dammits. <laughs> I'm into that. That'd, what would the logo be, Ben? That's what we need to know. Hmm. So Sean says six years. Sean's in the comments. Sean, you should have called me. Six I scouted Mercier's oh, wow. prep last week. I was there. Watch. <laughs> I got I I got some some hot hot info available if you need it. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I remember when the co-op started with Warren and Youngsville, though, and I saw some Facebook threads going where parents were just going bananas because they wanted—they're the Eagles. They want to be the Eagles, and right, right. You know, sometimes things just don't work out that way. If you don't have enough players for a team, then you have to do something. You exactly. have to go somewhere to play. So I don't know. It, I, I, it was. It was nice to play on the Youngsville, on the Youngsville field, though, just for those Youngsville kids to be, be able to play actually at home. So oh, nice yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, that was probably pretty yeah. cool for them. Mm-hmm. How many Youngsville kids are on the team this year? Uh, I Eight, nine. It's not bad. But see, eight, again, kids. I mean, unless there's people who are holding out because they don't want to play in the co-op right. world. That's not going to get you a team. That's not going to get you a team, right? Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. 
But so. uh, Tommy, any shout outs you want to give to any of your, your friends, family, loved ones, Jesus, I'm, anybody before we uh, let you off here? I don't, I wasn't really planning on any shout outs, I guess. So not really. <laughs> shout All out right. my boss though. Oh, guy. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Holy smokes. You're the first person, Tommy, to ever give Sketty any credit on this show at all. Ever. Oh, really? Why? I think so. He takes a beating in the comments sometimes. <laughs> not not from me. Definitely no. not from me. Not from Tommy. Tommy, what do you Smart do man, there? Tommy. You Smart a bus man. boy? You cook? You serve? I I um I'm a waiter. You're a waiter? Yep. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't seen you there. I, yeah, you could, you're gonna have to. You could. You're gonna have to come around. I will. Yeah, you gotta come well, in. To, leave your big fat tip, take a, Let me take a second mortgage out on my house so I can afford a chocolate milk, and I'll be over in a jiffy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy. Thanks for joining us. Good luck Thank you this so much weekend. for having me. I appreciate of it. Of course. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again. We'll have you on, and you can uh, keep us updated on how everything's going, and we'll get you in during basketball season, too. You can be our Warren Basketball yep. uh, field reporter. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for joining us, Tommy. Yep. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Tommy. Yep. See you. Good kid. Yep. Hunter says, give Tommy a raise. I was waiting for someone to say it. Thank you, Hunter. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me. There we go. Okay. So that was good. Good kid. I always liked him. I, I see him. Like I said, I played pickup yep. with him at the Y a bunch of times. He is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, yep. Watching him move with a basketball is crazy to me. Just quick. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Quick, shifty, yeah. Full control at all times. It's pretty neat. So good kid. I like I'm glad he came on. He was excited last night when I asked. I, I just thought I don't even know what I was just he he gave us a follow on Twitter. And I was like, we don't have anything for tomorrow. That's, I, I shot him a message. Yeah. I'm like, you want to come on? He's like, Oh yeah. So yeah, good. Good yeah. kid. Yeah, we'll have to get him on during basketball Sean, for sure. One of the most humble kids you will ever meet. Agree. Totally agree with you on yep. that. Uh, all right, let's get into the three bagger and then we'll wrap the show up. I do have a story to tell pre three bagger though. Betting week. Okay. Had a good, okay. another good Sunday, two in a row. Uh, but this was, it got a little hairy there for a minute and I'll explain why. So I don't know what was going on with FanDuel occasionally, uh, app overload, you know, so many people on it, whatever it could be, they have problems, things happen. So I was putting in a teaser, a three-team teaser. I do every Sunday. I do one for fifty bucks. I do a three-team teaser, six to five and a half to six points. I just kind of see what it looks like and go from there. But uh, so I put in Bears, Chargers, and Titans in teaser. Submit bet right. It just starts spinning and spinning and spinning, and I'm like, what the hell? It ain't taking it. So I back out of it. And the bet's still up. So I'm like, okay, it didn't take it. I hit it again. Well, turns out it took it twice. So I had a $100 teaser on <laughs> Bears, Chargers, and Titans. Chargers, Titans, neither of them were an issue. Uh, I had the Chargers uh, minus a half a point, so they just had to win. And then I had uh, the Titans plus a lot. I can't remember what it was because I think they were like three or four point dogs. I think I had them plus 10. 
Well, the Bears, I had them up to plus nine and a half. And thank God, Graham Gano missed a field goal with like 20 seconds to go because it was an eight point lead and they allowed them to get down into. Yeah. And I'm like, so there it was third and like six. I'm like, they need a first down here or else they're going to chip shot a field goal and I'm going to lose this. But I had a backup plan. I was going to email FanDuel and be like, yo, what the hell? I only submitted one. Yeah. One, I only did one. You know, bat. Yeah. yeah. I was going to do the dirt bag move, but I, I mean, it would have made sense. It, it was the app yeah. was acting like shit. So, uh, but yeah, I ended up getting both of those and then individual bets went two, two, one and one, uh, lost the Packers, pushed the Vikings at minus three. I won the Cardinals and Falcons and the Falcons I had on the money line. So that was like plus money also. So it was a good, good weekend. But, uh, so that led me to last night. I'm like, well, I got some ammunition, had the itch seeing what's going on in the baseball world, which I don't do very often. This is rare, but I get on, I up, open the app. There's a boost uh, to plus 325 of just it was Justin Verlander, eight plus K's and Astros money line. Yeah, what the hell threw 50 on it. Verlander struck out nine of the first 10 batters he faced (laughs) and the Astros scored Astros scored six runs in the first two innings. They won 10 nothing. So that bet was like wrapped up. Uh, in like the third inning, pretty good. Yeah, he recorded eight straight at one time, and it actually it tied an Astros record. But I was like, okay, so things have been going well. Easy money, easy money, yeah, easy money. That I text uh, Pelly because him and I text a lot about bets mm-hmm. and betting and whatnot. He has a good one going right now. Actually, I can tell you, he had a he did a bet with Mark. It was like a full weekend of paid for drinks. If the okay. Pirates won, if the Pirates won, six, the over under was sixty two. Okay, and they were they're sixty one and one hundred right now. But I can tell you, four oh five first pitch. I didn't hear from they won. So the oh, bet pushes. No. The, the bet pushes. 62 he had he had under 62 they finished 62 and 100 Not bad. so Pelly's bet pushes but he would have had a free weekend of alcohol if they would have lost tonight unfortunately for him they did not which makes sense because i felt like he would have texted me about it had they lost because he was like 405 first pitch like he was amped up ready to watch pirates game <laughs> Probably the only person in America excited to watch that game. <laughs> only person. Uh, all right. One, one last note before we get into the three-bagger. The Steelers have now completed the 32-team circle of 14-point uh, underdogs in the since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970. They have never been a 14-point underdog since the merger. This- this was almost one of my three bagger picks. They 14 were th- points is a lot of freaking points. I'm probably gonna honestly, I might move that to like 17 or 18. Wow, Kenny Pickett, man, the time has come. It, it has, and he's gonna struggle against Buffalo's defense, I think. 
Uh, but anyways, Steelers were so. 13 and a half point underdogs one time. So they were close. They almost had done this already. And it was in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30. They lost to the Cowboys. But uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, that's, a, that's an insane stat. They've never been the only yep. team left in all of the NFL. Only team left to not be a 14 point underdog at some point during a season. Crazy. All right. Three bagger review last week. Uh, I went one, we one and to. one. What's that? I said, do we have to, you won one game. I did not have a good week. I did win one game. Yeah. So I went one, one and one. We have our first push. Uh, the Vikings minus yep. three was, a push. I won on the Bengals lost on the Packers. You lost on the dolphins, lost on the lions, win on the Eagles for a one and two week. So that moves the overalls to six. I'm uh, lock lock of the week. You lost, so you're at two and two. Good loss. Uh, Six and six overall for the three bagger, and I'm six five and one overall on the three bagger. We got some work to do. So we do brings us to our. Where are we at here? Where are they at? Got them. Okay, Sketty starting off week. Five, three bagger, Giants plus eight and a half at Packers. Yeah, I don't think the Packers are that great. I think the Giants are, you know, a pretty solid team. I think getting eight and a half points, I don't know that they win this game, but I think they're going to cover easily. Uh, Daniel Jones looks like he's on track to play from what I see, so I'm not too worried about this one. I mean, the Packers just barely beat Bailey Zappasnack. Yeah, I'm with you on this too. I just I don't think that the Packers are a team. They're they're probably going to win this game, uh, but I do yeah. not see them covering the eight and a half. They're they're just not in a in a way right now offensively where they're going to blow teams out. So I yeah. I like the points on that one. Sketty Lions plus three and a half at Patriots. Again, Patriots not good. You know, no Mac Jones. Uh, I don't know if Hoyer's going to be in or not. Uh, with the head injury, the Lions score a ton of points, even though they give up a ton of points. Um, I just think three and a half, they'll cover that. Yeah, I had this one previously, and then I was like, well, we have two of the same, so I changed mine. Uh, but I do like, I'm with you on this one. Probably going to be uh, Mac Jones 2.0, the, his twin. Did you see those photos going around? Yeah, yeah, yep. They do look they do look a lot alike. It's weird. It's shockingly similar, yes. Yeah, so I, I'm with you on that. I just they they score a lot, and I just think yep. that that trend continues. They got and, and they did they scored 45 points without uh Brown and um yeah, Swift. Help, Swift. Swift, yeah, yeah. So yeah, their, I think they're gonna their be... biggest weapons. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, so I changed mine. I, I like this one too. It was on my list, but ultimately didn't end up making my three bagger. And then it did because I didn't want to have all the same picks as Sketty. Uh, Titans minus two and a half the commanders. I think the commanders are absolute trash. And, uh, was listening to a couple guys today talk about Carson Wentz and how he just doesn't even look interested in playing football. It's like, he doesn't, doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be playing. He looks miserable. He sucks. And I just, uh, I like the 
the way the Titans are starting to get Derrick Henry going, if they continue doing that, I don't think they're going to have a problem scoring on, on the commanders. Uh, and I just don't like uh, Washington's offense. You know, Terry McLaurin targets have to be at a career low. Uh, he's not even yeah. being looked at yeah. by Wentz, which is crazy for a yeah. lot of fantasy owners out there who probably picked him relatively high. I mean, he's, he was a pretty well yeah. sought after receiver and, uh, yeah, so I just I like the Titans covering two and a half, winning that game probably by ten. Sketty, Cowboys and Rams. Yeah, the Rams are hot garbage, and Cooper Rush is winning games. I I, I can't even believe this line is a line. I, I hammer this all day, all day long. That, that just seems like easy money. Cowboys defense is good. And the Rams' offense has looked so bad that I I agree with you on Michael this one Parsons too. is going to feast. They're 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 down so many offensive linemen now. You know, I just don't I don't know how the Rams. You know, maybe they can squeak out a win, but they're not covering five and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm. That'll be a good one to see because that's really going to tell us if the Ram, you know where the Rams are at because the Cowboys are playing pretty good football. Not pretty. They're not doing it with you yep. know. With style, 20, 25 points, but they're just they're winning Get games. Defense is good. Going with my boy Gino, getting five and a half at the Saints. I think that's what <laughs> I almost picked this game, which would have made us three for three. three. three same picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was really close to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like this one a lot too. I think the Saints are just a mess and. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, they they hung with Kirk Cousins. Kirk, the Vikings are completely underperforming. I mean, if you watch that game against the Vikings, the Vikings should have won by 17. They stalled in the red zone four to four or five times. Ended up kicking field goals. Uh, wasn't you know, a great offense. Their best offensive showing, and they still end up winning the game. Uh, Seahawks are just kind of finding their way. Uh, I don't know if it's Pete Carroll. I don't want to give him too much credit because I hate him, but uh, I, they're just doing it. Geno's looks smooth. I mean, he's no, he's still not a, yeah. a guy you're going to lump in with, you know, Herbert Jackson, Mahomes, Allen. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not going to lump him in with them, but it, he's, he's finding ways to get the ball to his receivers and uh, Penny looked good last week. Yep. I just I, I like the Seahawks in this position with getting five and a half, at least to keep it close enough to cover, if not win. Sketty, lock of the week. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Niners uh, and giving the Panthers, you know, the six and a half points. Um, look, Baker Mayfield's terrible. This Niners defense is really good. They've been out playing teams and just, you know, haven't really put one together until this week. And, and you know, Usually this is kind of what does this for the Niners teams. You get that win against the Rams and they kind of get momentum rolling. Uh, you know, as good as the Panthers defense is, I just think the Niners are going to run all over them on this in this game. Yeah, I just don't think the Panthers are going to score. Yeah, and that's, that's what it's going to come down to. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that the Niners are going to light up the scoreboard, but I think they can get, you know, into – you know, say 17-3, 20-3, I could see this game going that kind of way. Uh, Yep. Jimmy will do enough to get him downfield to find him ways to score. If they get Debo out in space, like, oh, wait, he wasn't out in space against the Rams. They just missed, like, 15 tackles. Never mind. Caught a a ball. That was was terrible. 
I was gonna, such a terrible throw. I will. It was so bad. It was good. It was, though. It, was, it was literally like the game of golf. You hit it terrible. Yeah. Works out for you. So yeah, bad. That ball good. was like, if that ball was where it was supposed to be, that was pick six the other way all day long. Just yeah. Unbelievable. A lot of agreeing going on in this week's three bagger. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad <laughs> yeah. thing. I liked all of yeah. your picks. And you know, you like mine. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that yep. shakes out. See what the numbers look like come come Sunday night. So all right. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Next week you'll be in the new Sketty pod cave. I'll either be in the new pod cave or sitting empty in this house someplace. Me a computer <laughs> in the ring light. <laughs> sitting just on the floor <laughs> up against the wall. Yeah, that could be. Who knows? We'll, we'll see what Whatever. I got to put together. As long five, as you're here, five gallon bucket on the middle of the floor. Yeah, yeah, yep. I'll be here. Whatever. All right. Thank you, everybody who tuned in, got in the comments. Uh, we appreciate that. Love the interaction. Uh, thank you for liking the post. Those who did that, we if you like our live video feeds, it helps us out. So try and do that every time if you can. Uh, thank you, Tommy Nyquist, Touchdown Tommy, for hopping on with us. We're going to bring him back, too. We got, we're got we starting to develop correspondence for each high school team. It's good. Uh, we're we're going to keep that keep that flowing. I want to thank the sponsors, Swing Juice, Bush Light, Naples, Your Daily Local, JP Photography, Mean Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, Me, Myself, and Rye Podcast, Blue Line Auto, and Complete Roofing Systems. We appreciate all of you uh, for making you know all this continue. So until next week, take care, be safe. Good luck on those bets this weekend. We'll see you next Wednesday.